9 o'clock. Jim and Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Which team do you think has the best chance to get to the Super Bowl on a wild card weekend? Super wild card weekend. Starts tomorrow afternoon here on the team, 2 o'clock. We have Seattle at San Francisco. I like the Niners. I have I bought in. I think the Niners can get to the Super Bowl. I think they can win the Super Bowl. I don't want to, I don't want to sleep on Kansas City because of who they have a quarterback and, right. and Andy Reid. And I just don't know if their defense is good enough. I like I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo probably wins the AFC. Bry guy. I feel like the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl. Hard to go against cool Joe Burrow. Also, much like Danny DeVito and Twins, the pile only has ears for you guys. Well, th- thank you, Bry guy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Have a great weekend, Bry guy. Appreciate the loyalty of the pile. The pile is actually a very loyal group. They are. You, you don't go, you know, out tomcatting around on us. As they would say back back in the 50s, ah, Tom catting around. Yeah. What do you, I, <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. That's. I just, every every time I that, I that voice pops into my head, it's, gosh, what was the, there was the character that was like W-E-E-I did. It's like scoop something. And he would, would go to, Patriots press conferences and do this voice of like a 1940s broadcaster and he'd, he'd go to Brady, champ, champ it's quite a tussle today out there on the football gridiron <laughs> and Brady would just go, oh jeez and it was it was hilarious and you could you could tell that at times Belichick would be annoyed but there were, there were also times you could he was kind of like, okay, this is, this is actually kind of funny. I was going to say, because Belichick. Like scoop something or scoot. I forgot what it, what the, the the guy that worked there, but he would go to press conferences and do that 50 or that 40s radio voice. And it was champ, champ. Because <laughs> let's not get ourselves. Belichick <laughs> is seems to be just annoyed generally like by scoop the media. Callahan or something like that, but it was it was hilarious. I, I will try to find it if I do. I'll... Champ, you really tossed the pigskin around quite quite well today. Quite a fine effort by the boys today, champ. Let's see what else we have here. Scoops Callahan. Scoops Callahan. Thank you. Scoops Callahan. Played by Tom Gribble. He was great. He was hilarious. I was like, when he called him champ, though, that just, that just cracked me up. All right. So we got some predictions on Super Wildcard Weekend. Of the teams playing this weekend, who do you think gets to the Super Bowl? Text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Also, uh, your thoughts on the Broncos coaching search. Colorado Mesa basketball on the road this weekend. Uh, go to the South Dakota. Take on Black Hill State tonight. And then, of course, South Dakota Mines tomorrow. And we'll start out with the Maverick women. And for the first time this season, the CMU women, they swept a weekend with uh, wins against Shadron State and against Colorado Christian last weekend. Mavericks knocking out the Eagles. 76-31, great defensive effort. And that's something Taylor Wagner has been waiting for is the defense to come around for this basketball team. 
They scored 14 points off 13 Shadron State turnovers. Kylie Kravick had 17 points and four assists. Jasmine Heaton had her first career double-double, 12 points, had 10 rebounds. And then the defensive effort continued the next night against Colorado Christian. They held them to just one three-pointer as they were the top three-point shooting team in the conference going into that game. Uh, the Christian Colorado Christian Cougars. Mavericks get the 52-29 to win. Olivia Reed, who's had a great freshman campaign, 13 points, 10 rebounds. And Kylie Kravick had eight assists in that game. And so now it's it's Black Hill State, and this has been you know a, a really good rivalry over the years. The Maverick women, and, you know, they're now five and ten overall, four and five in the RMAC. Definitely the toughest road trip of the year with Black Hill State, who's ten and three, and uh, you know the top half of the conference defensively, second in the league in points allowed. They also have the lowest three point shooting percentage allowed. And head coach Taylor Wagner says their focus is on being ready for the Yellow Jackets' defensive changes. Trying to adjust to everything that they kind of throw at you so we're prepared for it. It seems like every game we go up there, it comes down to the last couple possessions. So uh, we've, we've got to be ready for them. And they're a handful this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. So for the Mavericks, in all five of their wins, by the way, some trends to look at. They've had the lead at halftime, so that's that's a big key. That's big. Lead at halftime, Maverick women are probably going to win. And they're also 3-0, and they have four more scores reaching double figures. And so now, as I mentioned, they have a a uh, Black Hill State team that uh, will certainly be a, a big test for the Mavericks, no doubt about it, with uh, who they face. Uh, I mentioned defensively how good Black Hill State is. And then for the Maverick women, they get South Dakota Mines the next night. And for South Dakota Mines, you know, it's, it, once again, it's another big test. Uh, they are 2-13, and 13, so the record certainly is not very impressive for South Dakota Mines. Uh, Maverick women, by the way, have never lost to South Dakota Mines. And the four games in Rapid City, there's been an average point differential of just four, four and a half for CMU. So they've had a lot of success there, but they've had some very close victories against the Hard Rockers. And Taylor Wagner says that, look, they got to maintain that focus coming up on Saturday. For whatever reason, it is always a close game with them in their gym. and We cannot overlook them. We've, we've got 80 minutes we've got to focus on. They're both going to play well against us. So the Maverick women play Black Hill State tonight, South Dakota Mines tomorrow night. And you can hear the Black Hill State matchup uh, this evening on the Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. Our coverage starts with a pregame at 445, women tip it at 5, and then the men at 7 o'clock tonight. And then for the Maverick women, they will play at 4 o'clock tomorrow, and that'll be over on 1100 KNZZ 92.7 FM because of Super Wildcard Weekend. Pregame at 345 with the men to follow after that tomorrow night. Speaking of the Maverick men, they had maybe their best weekend of the season, beating Shadron State and Colorado Christian, <coughs> excuse me, Colorado Christian by a combined 33 points. It's a tough road trip to South Dakota to take on Black Hill State tonight. South Dakota Mines tomorrow. The Yellow Jackets, they added Western State transfer Matthew Ragsdale. to It's already a, a team that uh, went to the NCAA tournament, uh, was into the, of course, into the Sweet 16 after being the Mavericks in the South Central Regional Championship game at Lubbock, Texas. So with uh, Joel Scott, it's a really good basketball team. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says, seeing how Ragsdale... And Scott worked together, mixing that uh, duo will be interesting to watch coming up tonight. 
be interesting to see how Ragsdale fit in because Scott has does so many things to make his teammates better at both ends of the floor. And then you add Moose to their point guard. P.J. Hayes is like a stretch four. Those three have kind of made them go. And then to add Ragsdale with that, he's done a really nice job of just kind of fitting in. Now, for the Mavericks, I uh, mentioned the, the win against Shadron State, 73-60. to Colorado Christian knocking off the Cougars, 78-58. to Trevor Baskin averaged 15.5 points and a block and a half per game during the two wins. Baskin, Isaac Jessup, each had 14 points to lead the Mavs during the Friday night win, while Blaze Threat had 18. Baskin had 17 in the win over Colorado Christian. So, right now, the Maverick men, uh, they're fourth in the conference at 7-2. and two. And for Black Hills State, they're off to a perfect start. They're 13-0 on the season. They're the number three team in the nation. And they're 7-0 in conference play right now. In the case of Black Hills State, they're coming off the most successful run in school history. When they won the RMAC regular season championship by a half game over the Mavericks, then beat Regis for the RMAC tournament championship, and then, as I mentioned, beat the Mavericks in the Sweet 16, and then um, were able to get to the Elite Eight before losing to the eventual national champions, Northwest Missouri State. This year, 13-0. They've already picked up a win against uh, number 20 uh, MSU Moorhead. They also had a 97-78 to uh, thumping of Montana State Billings. That was a team that received votes nationally. And they also have an overtime win, 85-77, over Colorado School of Mines, which has been nationally ranked. It's the Ordigger's only loss of the season, by the way. And Joel Scott, as I referenced, Scott, uh, All-America Ford, RMAC Player of the Year as well. And uh, fourth in the conference at 21 points per game. He leads the RMAC, uh, you know, and leads the RMAC while uh, he has a top 15 uh, national ranking with 9.9 rebounds per game. He's been in double figures every game this season for Black Hill State. Yeah. And, you know, in that 9.9, so let's route it up. Let's call it 10 rebounds a game. So he's averaging a double-double a game. And some other numbers it, from a team standpoint, their scoring margin, 15.8. They have they average 81.8, so almost 82 points per game. They only give up 66 a game. Yeah, so it's a big one tonight, the rematch of the South Central region finale in, in Lubbock, Texas, which uh, the Maverick men lost uh, in that one last time out. So was it the two teams with the longest winning streaks in the conference right now go at it tonight. Obviously, Black Hill State at 13-0, and and the Mavericks have won seven straight. So the Mavericks have Black Hill State tonight, and then South Dakota Mines tomorrow over on 1100 KNZZ. Or the Hard Rockers are 5-10 and 10 right now. And perhaps one of the biggest challenges of the weekend, according to Mike DeGeorge, will be the game after, that game tomorrow against South Dakota Mines, after a huge one tonight against Black Hill State. It's going to be hard to keep the guys just balanced about the Friday night game. Obviously, that's an emotional game for all of us. So that's a challenge there, getting ready for Saturday. And then they play great at home now, and they've improved dramatically. And when you look at South Dakota Mines, that uh, they are 5-10, and 10, but they're 4-5 and five against in the RMAC right now. And among their five conference losses, three were by three points or less. Two other, uh, two other uh, games were to nationally ranked opponents. And they lost at Western Colorado 81-79 to in their only game last week. And I seem to recall, I think it was when we had Blaze 3 on earlier this week, that they've got one of the top scorers on 
on their roster. That'd be Brevin Walter, who is right now third in the RMAC in scoring at about 16.5 points per game. They also have gotten back uh, a two-time honorable mention RMAC player and guard Alejandro Rama, who missed the start of the season, but he's been back the last five games. He's averaging almost uh, 8.5 points per game. He had 29 in the game against New Mexico Highlands. So it's it's a pretty dangerous South Dakota Mines team that the Maverick men face on Saturday. But the big one is tonight with Black Hills State. And uh, once again, coverage for the women starts tonight at 445, 5 o'clock tip. And then the men to follow right around 7 o'clock tonight right here on the team, CMU Sports Network. Tomorrow, both Maverick teams at South Dakota Mines with the uh, Maverick women tipping it off with the pregame at 345, 4 o'clock tip. The men will tip it off right around 6 o'clock over on KNZZ tomorrow. So a couple of big ones coming up for the Maverick basketball teams this weekend. All right, text or call us, 970-242-1340. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And uh, one other quick note that uh, nothing official has been put out in regard to the the search for a new athletic director mm-hmm. with the uh, resignation of Dr. Kimberly Miller. But uh, I know that uh, President John Marshall has taken on a greater role in being in charge of the athletic department. I've seen John a couple of times over at uh, Saunders Fieldhouse uh, when I've been over there recently. And uh, it seems to be a sense that probably for the next couple of months, that um, the staff that's certainly you know there and been doing their jobs for a very long time uh, are, are, are going to be the ones, along with President Marshall, kind of guiding the athletic department, and that probably sometime early spring you'll see uh, CMU begin a, a really exhaustive national search for a new athletic director uh, over at CMU. All right, 914. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Your prediction on if any, which team do you think has the best chance to get to the Super Bowl out of Wild Card Weekend? So we got one from Andy. Also, your thoughts about the Broncos coaching search? Andy, absolutely. And the rest of it in caps. No more first time coaches. Dan Quinn is the obvious choice. Harbaugh has been away from the league for too long and Peyton costs way too much. I tend to agree with you. The the Peyton costing too much has been established over and over. And it's because it's true. The draft capital that the Broncos uh, do not have is going to be a hindrance to any attempt at trying to get um, at trying to get Sean Payton. All right. We had uh, one from Jeremy. Never question the heart of a champion. They'll be all right. Go abs. Jeremy, I love the optimism. <laughs> I'm not sure it's warranted though. Yeah. I, I just think right now you, where you look, seeing where the avalanche sit right now. And yes, there's still what 41 games, something like that left in the season. You've got to be concerned, though. It's what four? Yeah, forty-one, forty-two. I think it's like forty-one games left. You got to be concerned. They're they're not they're not playing particularly well right now. Do I think they rebound and get into the playoffs and and go on a run? Sure, I, I hope that is the case. Right. 
but right now, they, number one, they're not clicking. They're not clicking defensively. And there's just something that's just not right about this team at the moment. Believe me, I, I don't want to question, and I'm, I don't want to question the, the heart of anybody on that team. But if you watched them play last night against the worst team in the league, you could, you could say, okay, if the Avalanche had been playing well, they had won, if they had won seven out of eight and not lost right. seven out of eight, you go, okay, you're going to have a bad night and, you know, puck doesn't bounce your way and all, all the cliches and just, it was just a bad night and the, the Blackhawks got them on home ice. That, that wasn't the case last night. The other night against Florida at home, they got behind by three goals twice and came back, but but still lost. They've lost seven out of eight. It's it's a concern. There's a level of concern that that is there that we have not seen in a while. Maybe that very early, early last season, very early when McKinnon was out, early on they weren't playing great. But that was very early, and then they were unstoppable the rest of the way. That's how they got to the Stanley Cup. We're we're midway point here, and and they're falling behind in the division. They're falling behind just to stay in the wild card chase. So, I think I, I Jeremy. Ultimately, I think you're right. I think they're going to be just fine. But you can't sit there and say that there's not some level of concern that you have about this team right now. Something that we haven't really touched on uh i don't think quite yet is the fact that at some point this you know we're going to get to the all-star break for the for the avalanche in particular the all-star break has got to be a time where they rest up and get healthy absolutely you know we love the kel mccarr is going we're trying to get a push for miko ranton to go to the all-star game and that's fine and we want that representation but at the end of the day, that all-star break has got to be a time for the Avalanche to heal to and, and and mentally heal, right? Not just physically. And we're almost three weeks out from that. From the all-star break. Yeah. It's it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Not saying they can't that 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 period of time you just gotta hope. They can stay within striking distance of the of the last wild card. That they're within a game or two, or a few points of of the last wild card. All right, nine nineteen. Jim along with Cake today. Let's see. Um, Guru Gary sent in a text. It's a text, all right. Um, uh, it looks like it's a list of pennies, <laughs> and a and and like the the face of the penny and the material they were made out of? I'm just a little uncertain what does that... Is this like a metaphor, Guru? Like I'm, I'm not sure. Is is this how much the Broncos have to trade for Sean Payton? Pennies? <laughs> just, just, it's, a, it's a very impressive list of years. and It's knowledgeable. Extremely. I'm just... Uh, have we talked about anything today that would... That would re- resort I'm just, to... Us learning about the history of the I penny. I, I don't know. I I, I was a, enjoy education. I enjoy learning new things. I'm just not sure what how it ties into what we've talked about today. I have no idea. All right. Coming up, we'll have our uh, fearless football picks with the Pope. 
We'll take a break and come back. More of your text today. Who do you think out of Super Wildcard Weekend can get to the Super Bowl? Text or call us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Hit us up, 970-242-1340. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 924. Jim along with Cake. I, f- I feel like I'm flashing back to when I was in junior high at Skateland, a rainbow roller rink. That was not my intention, but... Uh, if back when roller skating was kind of a cool thing to do. Quote-unquote cool. Yeah. I've Still, gone roller skating exactly one time. Really? That's it? That's it. And uh, in the battle between cake and gravity, when it came to roller skating, gravity won, and it it wasn't particularly close. It was Georgia TCU in 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 the uh, I, I see in gravity versus Tyler Franson. I just remember when you know you had kind of the cool funky stuff like that, you know, in disco going to the skate land and Rainbow Roller Rink, which is like Rainbow Roller Rink is now. Oh gosh, the the one furniture store over by Mesa Fitness. Uh, American Furniture Bassett. Warehouse. It's Bassett. It's Bassett Furniture. Used to be roller. There used to be the Rainbow Roller Rink, and um, the movie Rollerball came out with James Caan like a few years before that. Okay. And my my buddy Mike and I, we love that movie because it's, it's where they it's kind of roller derby, but they had football helmets on and spikes, and it's about corporations ruining the country and things like that it's it's <laughs> with james con but we thought we'd go at, you know and like we try to knock each other down and then you have of course the skate cop would say what are you guys doing okay he goes i come up we try to body check each other and stuff and it's like you can't do that don't don't try to emulate the stupid movie oh, okay that's, that's awesome anyway and then they had that really horrible remake with chris klein it was terrible terrible yeah. remake of rollerball that's awful. All right. Joining us right now is Eminence. He appears in a puff of smoke. The Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? What it is, fellas. <clears throat> Look, I used to jam on that Brothers Johnson down at, at down at the Rainbow Roller Rink. I could dance on skates. Me and the missus. Oh, really? On skates, boy. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. The man, oh, man yeah. of we your threw dex- down dexterity. On that, man. that was some good stuff there. Yeah, I was never. It was just we tried to see how fast we could skate. And like that, and like trying to body check each other, where <laughs> because we had no skill, and and so we'd always get yelled at by the skate cop, and usually had to go sit down for a while because we were being too uh, disruptive. So, oh no, we was getting our jam on. Man. Yeah, you were showing the moves. I tell you, I'm impressed. Right. I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. And skating backwards too, dude. Really, you could skate backwards. That's oh yeah. That's oh, not yeah. easy to do. Can you still do it? Yeah, yeah still can. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you have you? Was the last time you skated? It's been a few years. Uh, when you over sixty, you don't do the same <laughs> reckless things that you used to do. Oh when come you on, were come on! Life's too short. <laughs> go big or go home, Pope. Come on, man. Uh, well, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm gonna go home then. <laughs> gonna find my comfy chair and go home. 
<laughs> keep the missus happy by not breaking every bone in my I'll body. I'll be in the big comfy couch, man. I got that's it. A, on now. That's a smart man. That's why you're one of my heroes, sir. I got episodes of Yellowstone on DVR I got to watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, what does it look like from last week? We did really good last week. We did uh, very well. We all got Georgia right. We all got the Jaguars right. What? <laughs> Easy for me to say. Jaguars right. Bengals right. Eagles right. Jim, unfortunately, you were the only one that picked the Packers to beat the Lions. Uh, Rio and Petey, you were the only ones to beat the char- or to pick the Chargers uh, over the Broncos. So that means that Jim, Rio, and Petey went 5-1 and one, and Cake... Went six and zero, oh, baby! Really? Oh wow. my goodness gracious! Go cake, man! No. Oh. Now, does it help oh. me in the standings? Absolutely not. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, that's congratulations! Okay. That's, feeling, that's yeah. So, uh, so for you, here we go. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. He's, all, he's, all, he's here mouthing the words to Schwarzenegger's Conan. <laughs> so we're mouthing it. He's that he's excited that he went six and hey, a. Hey man, Congra- listen that that is my consolation prize for being in fourth place out of what is now officially fourth since the Randos era. I mean they're. They're still firmly in the caboose. We've pretty much said we're done with the randos for the the rest of the year. For the yeah, they're, so, they're done. That's just that's now just a a four horse race. So as it stands in the four horse race, Rio is in first at sixty seven thirty nine and one overall. Jim, you are one game back in second. Petey, uh, you are only five games back mm-hmm. uh, in third place. So you know chipping away here in the remaining weeks you know you could you could get some uh, some movement here going Petey. let's see what happens man okay so we're ready to do it we're ready okay welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. all right we start we go in orders uh by time super wild card weekend all coverage on the team Sports Network mm-hmm. starting. Well, you're going to be busy. Yes, busy, busy. Well, the computer's going to be very busy, and let's hope it. Actually <laughs> and Westwood One will be very busy. Very busy. Seahawks at 49ers. The line: San Francisco minus 13 and a half. They are two touchdown favorites. Rio and myself both taken. Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Petey, who are you taking? That that Niner defense, man. In the playoffs, I'm going with the 49ers. Think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I like me some San Francisco 49ers. And next, the Los Angeles Chargers, form artist formerly known as San Diego Chargers, in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jaguars hosting a playoff game. Chargers, though, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but Rio and I are taking the AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars in this one in a battle for best hair on their quarterback. Petey, <laughs> who you got? Best hair, Herbert oh versus yeah, Lawrence, man. Do have that long hair thing going on, but but look, you know, I'm, I I got to go when it comes down to the get down. I'm think I'm going to go with the Chargers. I just think they have a little bit more edge in them than the Jaguars. Boy, this is tough. This is tough. Jags have been one of the great stories of the season. Doug Peterson, Chargers. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to go with 
Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars or Jaguars. Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Jags in this one. All right. Jaguars. All right. Starting on Sunday, AFC East clash in the wild card. Sorry, super wild card round. Dolphins at the Bills. No Tua. Josh Allen and the Bills, a 13 and a half point favorite. Rio and myself both taking Buffalo. Petey, who are you taking? It should be higher than that. It should be a 15-point spread, man. This is a no-brainer here today. We're going with the Buffalo Bills in this one, Jack. They got no chance. For our late colleague, Buffalo Mark, got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. There you go. All right. This could be an interesting one. The Minnesota Vikings are hosting the New York Giants in the first round of the playoffs. The Vikings are a three-point home favorite. I am taking Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Rio's going to take the Giants. This is going to be a one of those, I think, could go either way. Daniel Jones v. Kirk Cousins. Who would have thought that would be a playoff matchup? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Kirk uh, at home. He seems to shine under the bright lights. So, uh, you know, and that, that, that one game where they came back from down 20-some-odd points, Going with the Vikes. They're just such a hard team to figure out, aren't they? The Minnesota Vikings. They are. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're awful in prime time. This isn't really a prime time game, but it's a playoff game. Right. I'll go with the Vikings at home, though it's with some reluctance. Sorry, RJ. But I, I just think the Vikings at home probably get the job done. All right. Moving on. Apologies, Petey. We have to pick this one. Mm-mm. Your Ravens going to Cincinnati. Tony Banks quarterbacking the Baltimore Ravens. Or is it no, Elvis, Elvis Gerback? Elvis Gerback. Elvis Gerback. I was gonna say, what? Oh my goodness! What's Trent? You're gonna go way back, Elvis. What's, what's well, Tony Banks now. is pretty good. I, that was a pretty good one. What's What's Trent Dilfer up to these yeah, days? Yeah, exactly. What's What's Dilfer doing? He's, <laughs> He's what, coach at UAB now, I believe. That'll be good. Um, So the Bengals are an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite. Myself and Rio are taking Joe Cool and the Bengals. Uh, Petey? I'm going to take the Bengals. I I just, you know, just for the sake of just trying to stay up in the standings. But I think the Ravens are going to make this a non-blowout. I'm hoping that they will have enough pride to at least keep it within two scores and so i'm going to take the Bengals, but i think the ravens are going to put up a fight you know that that raven defense so i think gives them a shot doesn't it you know can, can yeah. tyler hunley can can oh, oh come on i'm gonna go with cincinnati what am i come on you I, I didn't sell that. Crazy. I didn't sell that one well. You didn't tough. really. You didn't really sell it. Well. I tried. Mm-mm. I tried. You gave no. it the old college try. <laughs> give me some. Mm-mm. Give me some uh, Joe Cool. All right. Last, and in my humble opinion, least because I don't really care for either of these teams. But the first ever Monday Night Wild Card game, the mm. Dallas Cowboys. Going to Tampa, Florida to face the Buccaneers. Dallas is a two and a half point favorite. I reluctantly am taking Tom Brady because playoff Tom Brady is a, that's another beast that you don't want to mess with. Rio's also taking the Bucks. Petey, who are you taking? 
Have you seen the Dallas Cowboys uh, defense and their rush? Pretty good. Defense? Have you seen how many Pretty interceptions good. Dak Prescott has thrown this year? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. But I am going to go Dallas only because of the running game and because of the pass rush defense. Uh, Brady, even when the Ravens played him in the playoffs, when they put pressure on him, he can be, even in the playoffs, uh, a little bit rattled. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Mm, It's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? Cowboy defense, Dax turnover prone. You got Brady, the legend. Give me some Dallas Cowboys, though. I think that Dallas defense thing, Micah Parsons, they put enough pressure on Brady. Yep. Give me Dallas to save Mike McCarthy's job for at least another week. I'll take the Cowboys. <laughs> another week? Not a year, a week. No, another week. <laughs> he is an odd seat, though. <laughs> I'm going to take the Cowboys Monday. All right. All of it you can hear right here on the Team Sports Network. Okay, Starting I haven't Saturday. had a chance to listen all morning, but I want to see... What do you guys think about the Sean Payton thing? It sounds like it's almost a done deal. Does it not? There's, uh, still, there's still too much. There's too much the Saints <clears throat> need or uh, want for a trade that the Broncos just don't have. Here, here's what we I think here's what we do know. That okay. both parties, the Saints and the Broncos, have discussed what, what the Saints are going to want. And the Broncos okay. have acknowledged, not that they've agreed, they've acknowledged, okay, that's what you're asking for. That's what you want. First round pick, uh, players, what, whatever that package looks like to trade for Sean Payton. So, according to one report, what Mark Maskey, Washington Post, that that Payton right now the Broncos are the, the the team that he really likes. But then again, he's supposed to interview with Arizona and Houston. I don't know. I mean, not, not that either one of those teams have a, you know have more potential than the Broncos do at this point in time. Now, if you're Houston, you're gonna have draft picks. Gonna have a high, obviously, high first round draft pick. You're going to have an opportunity to get one of the quarterbacks that, that's going to be available in this draft. If you're, I don't know, if you're Sean Payton, are you are you waiting around to see what happens with the Chargers because he does have the house that he built in Manhattan Beach. He's talked about wanting to be in warm weather city. You know, does he keep it in his eye on, on what happens with Sean McVay and the Rams? I don't think it's a done deal, Petey. I I think okay. that I think that there's. I'd like to see it happen, though. I really would. Yeah, I'm I'm torn. I I tend to feel like Sean Payton. Yes, he's won a Super Bowl, but I also tend to feel like there's a level of being overrated. What what do we? Because now Vic Fangio, according to reports, will be his defensive coordinator. There are guys in the Broncos <laughs> that were not thrilled. With Vic Fangio when he was their head coach, what's but that? You got to admit, Fangio was a good D coordinator. He was a good D coordinator, he was a but he bad also head coach. But he also had he a, a bad head coach. Tough time relationship wise with some of the players. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and so there Can't might be bring some, him back for that man. That, he, that's not good. There may be some guys that are less than thrilled to see him come back, but according yeah. to reports, that that's Sean Payton's guy that he wants Vic Fangio. I, I don't think it's a done deal. I think that he remains their top candidate. I think Harbaugh's right there behind him. Harbaugh I'm, wouldn't be a good backup. That would not be a good backup choice. I still I still like Dan Quinn. I agree with Benjamin Albright. I think Dan Quinn, his relationship He's with Russ, too. I, I think good. that you know maybe we'll see if, if, if Jiro Vero would stay 
with with Dan Quinn being there. I, I I don't know if that would be the case or not, but I I just think that certainly. Quinn makes a lot of sense. And if he brings Brian Schottenheimer with him, who worked with Russ when Russ had some of his better days in Seattle, that makes some sense to me. But mm-hmm. and you also don't have to give up a fortune. But this ownership group, they want to make a they want to make a big hire. Sean Payton would be that guy. He'd be that he would big be that uh, that big whale out there in the ocean that the Broncos uh, want to bring in to let the fan base know that they're gonna they're serious about getting this thing turned around. But I don't think it's a done deal, though. I don't. I don't think there's any any stretch of the imagination. It's a done deal at this point in time. They're meeting with him on, on Tuesday, and we'll certainly get a better sense uh, from that point on. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Good luck to your Ravens this weekend, buddy. All right. Take care, for buddies. Y'all have a good weekend. You too. Take care. All right, later. All right. Uh, there he disappears in a puff of smoke. The Pope. Uh, just a reminder, by the way, we will be off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day this Monday, but we will have Avalanche Hockey 1230 on Monday when the Avs take on their old rivals, the Detroit Red Wings, and then we'll have the Monday night Super Wild Card Weekend finale, Dallas at Tampa Bay with pregame at 530 on the team coming up on Monday. All right, it's 940, and it's... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, 1962, Will Chamberlain scores an NBA regulation game record 73 points to lead Philadelphia to a 135-117 win over the Chicago Packers. 1971, Lenny Wilkins of the Seattle Supersonics at 33 becomes the oldest All-Star MVP as he scores 21 points to give the West a 108 to 107 win over the East. 1974, the Miami Dolphins win their second straight Super Bowl and their third straight appearance with a 24 to 7 win over Minnesota. Larry Zonk of the game's MVP gains 145 yards on 33 carries and scores a touchdown. 1986, NCAA schools vote overwhelmingly in favor of adopting the controversial Proposition 48. The rule requires incoming freshmen maintain a 2.0 grade point average and score 700 or more on the SAT or a 15 on the ACT. 1987, Lewis Lloyd and Mitchell Wiggins of the Houston Rockets become the third and fourth NBA players to be banned from the league for using cocaine. 1991, Phil Mickelson overcomes an eight on the 14th hole to become the second amateur since 1954 to win a PGA Tour event as he posts a one-shot win over Bob Tway and Tom Pertzer at the Northern Telecom Open. 1995, America 3, the first all-women's team in the 144-year history of America's Cup, wins the first race of the America's Cup Defender Trials, beating Team Dennis Conner by a minute and nine seconds. And 2006, Larry Brown becomes the fourth coach in NBA history to win 1,000 regular season games as New York beats Atlanta 105-94. to Brown, 1,762 in 23 seasons in the league, joins Lenny Wilkins, Don Nelson, and Pat Riley in the 1,000-win club. And that's the stay in sports history. A break, and we'll come back. We'll uh, hop in the dumpster garbage time on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 946. Jim along with Cake. Quick reminder, Colorado Mesa basketball, Black Hills State, 
this afternoon on the team. Actually, evening with uh, pregame at 445, 5 o'clock tip for the women. And the men will follow right around 7 o'clock. That, that men's game is going to be a big one. The rematch of last year's uh, South Central Regional Championship game that uh, put Black Hill State eventually into the Elite Eight of the Division II tournament. So a big one today, or coming up later on this evening, right here on the team, CMU Sports Network brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. Yeah, it's going to be huge, and it's going to be, as Coach DeGeorge pointed out, it's going to be a very emotional game. And I think for both teams, and more so on Mesa's side because they were obviously the ones that lost, but it's going to be emotionally charged. Black Hill State is a very, very, very good basketball team. This is one of those those games where if Mesa comes out and pulls a W, that is going to be huge for the rest of the season. All right. Time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right. Do you have something you would like to lead off with? We mentioned earlier uh, Scoops Callahan. I have found... Champ, champ. I have found some audio. Please. This is it's been Scoops, too long. This is Scoops Callahan, uh, and this is when he's uh, interviewing Belichick after the Patriots. This was uh, this had to be years and years, long time years ago. ago. Uh, so here's Scoops Callahan after uh, the Patriots win over the Cowboys with Bill Belichick. James, James, talk about your bean town offense in the second half. They treated the boys from Big D like a couple of flapper girls who were a little loopy on the old gin and juice. Next. <laughs> so there Next. you go. There's 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 a little tease. There's like a, a couple of flapper girls that were uh, getting loosey goosey on the gin and juice. There's there's like a five minute compilation video, or like, there's actually multiple compilation videos on YouTube of, of old scoops Callahan. And I love the way Belichick handled it. It's just next, next. That's that is peak Belichick right there. Like I am not going to entertain this clown. For, for for this question. I have no time for this kind of shenanigans. Run to Cincinnati. Next. Can uh, somebody find Tom's phone number for me? I would like <laughs> to call him after Monday if they lose. I accidentally blocked his can, number. Can we, can, we, can we send him a, a gift basket? And can I tell him how much I miss him? Can we, can we do that? Because I, I really like him back. I accidentally blocked his number in it. Sorry, Mac. It's just not working out. Just not working out. I'm not getting any younger, by the way. Nor is Tom. We could be like Butch and Sundance. There you go. Right off into the sunset together. (laughs) With another Super Bowl win. Maybe you'd want to share a condo. (laughs) I could be his wingman. So wrong. I've always wanted to bond. With Tom. All right, moving on. On that note. On that note. Uh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's future in Michigan is certainly unclear. Up in the air. After interviewing with the Broncos earlier this week. According to Pete Thamel of uh, ESPN, it's looking more and more likely that Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan. One issue is Michigan's inability to offer Harbaugh a new contract with a salary that would be more in line with what an NFL team could pay him. Right now, a modest $7 million in 2022, though I thought I read earlier that he, that he got his salary cut in half. 
maybe that they opted not to do that instead. But anyway, there was read that story earlier. So according to Thamel, complicating factor is the NCAA's current allegation of recruiting violations made against the Wolverines, which we talked about some of those things before about Harbaugh not being exactly forthcoming with the NCAA about some things that have transpired. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not that he committed the violations, which is, you know. So he took, okay, he took a pay cut after Michigan's 2-4 and four season in 2020 because of COVID. Right. Current contract renegotiated a year ago where he did get a raise. Buyout, as we've referenced, is really low. It's $3 million to, to buy out his contract. Somebody's, some boosters got that money probably. So we'll, we'll see where it all goes. And again, it's not that he did the the recruit the recruiting violations. It's that he lied about he it. He lied about it to the NCAA, which that's a level one violation. All right. Remember when Shaquille O'Neal made a bet on inside the NBA with uh, his co host Ernie Johnson, who's a Georgia alum because Shaq, you know, picked TCU and he would he said he'd eat a toad if they lost. I saw the video this morning. Well, they lost they, they by 58 points in that game. Handily. And so uh, apparently Shaq found a way to, to ha- end up eating a frog. It was deep fat fried. He didn't have to actually eat a live frog. He ate a, a, a deep fat fried frog to fulfill the bet. Sounds to me like he, he got off really, really. Easy. Though. I was going to say because I believe fried frog legs are like a delicacy, and I believe in France. I think that's. I was going to say my limited culinary knowledge. I was going to say in the south, but that might be in the south as well. I know France that, but they like frog legs. I don't know if they like them fried, but they like they like frog legs in France, right? And it's also it's the French. I mean, it's, yeah, some of the you know the, the fried frog legs kind of carry over. You know, Cajun Southern. You know, with the French flair, perfectly you know. fine. Yeah, but um, it seems to me that's just like kind of I don't know. Just seems like a, a cheater's way out. Of it's the whole it's thing. a little bit of a cop out, but you know what? I mean, he he fulfilled. He did something. He fulfilled his <laughs> he end. Did, he, he ate a frog. He ate a frog. That's and if that's all he had to do, doesn't matter if it's deep fried, covered in butter. You know, if he had to do it, he had to do it. You got to find a way somehow. And finally, Kevin Warren, who was the commissioner of the Big Ten, is no longer the commissioner of the Big Ten. He's now uh, going to join the Chicago Bears. Warren had been the president and CEO. He's been named the president and CEO of the Bears. And according to reports, the Big Ten didn't try all that hard to keep him. They made no tangible push to keep him, according to Pete Thamel. Afterward, said he was interested in an NFL front office job. Because his approval rating with conference athletic directors was that low. So he got a lot of credit for the big TV deal that he negotiated. But also a lot of heat for how he initially handled COVID. That they weren't going to play. Then they finally decided to play during COVID. Uh, The the addition of USC, UCLA. That not everybody in the Big Ten was, I guess, on board. Entirely thrilled with that. That they were, they were in favor of adding USC and UCLA, but further expansion means there's more mouths to feed in the conference. So while he did some impressive historic things there, according to the reports, not particularly well liked, and the Big Ten didn't fight very hard to keep him.
as their commissioner. You're leaving? Oh, that's a shame. That's too bad. Oh, darn. Doors over there. (laughs) Don't let it hit you on the way out. All right. Anything else? You anything else today? Nope. We're uh, we are all good. Okay. All right. So, like I said, a very busy weekend for us here on the team. Today we've got Colorado Mesa basketball at Black Hills State. Appreciate uh, Steve Ammerman and the folks uh, at uh, Spearfish for bringing that to us today. And uh, Joe V Hill will be here in the studio uh, hosting it for you. And uh, pregame at four forty-five today, five o'clock tip. For the women's game, the men's game will follow here on the team, CMU Sports Network. And then uh, you'll be in the studio over on the Monkey. Yep. 95.7 here in the Valley. 93.5 in Montrose. Montrose Redhawks playing host to the Palisade Bulldogs tonight. Our Highway 50 game of the week with girls pregame at 545. They'll tip at 6 and the boys at 730 tonight. And that's our show for today. For Cake, I'm Jim. Always appreciate you listening to Uh, The Team Sports Network, appreciate you listening to our show. Jim Rome is coming up next on Colorado Sports Leader of the Team. We're online at theteam1340.com.